Voice of St. Louis original podcast. There's some weather and a lot of news to get to in this edition of the St. Louis All Local from the KMOX Newsroom. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. We're under a flash flood watch from 11 p.m. tonight until 10 a.m. tomorrow. The potential for rising waters has St. Louis County activating its emergency operations center and calling in partners like the Department of Transportation and American Red Cross. Let's get the latest from KMOX meteorologist Dave Murray. Michael, there is a front that's kind of stuck right over eastern Missouri and western Illinois. This is the running board for waves of rain and thunderstorms. Obviously, we had a big batch come through this morning. Things are calming down a little bit for a few hours, but the second batch is definitely on the way, arriving later tonight, and it also has some very heavy rain. And with the heavy rain that Dave says is coming, the Metropolitan Sewer District is asking homeowners to help them get ready. MSD spokesman Sean Stone says take a look around your property to make sure the drains are clear. When you have rain like this, I would also say if you if you see some trash on the sidewalk outside of your home that could be washed into that inlet when it rains, pick it up and and put it in a trash can. Stone says MSD will have extra workers on duty during the rain to respond to any flash flooding that might occur. An inspection at the Locks and Dam in Alton reveals a crack. This is Stuart McMillan in Alton, Illinois. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is taking a hard look at the lift gate here at the Melvin Price Locks and Dam after a crack was discovered in that lift gate. No commercial traffic or recreational traffic allowed to go through right now. As they get to work on this, estimated repair time by August 5th, this Saturday. And they haven't said why it's happened or how it's happened, whether it was an incident with a boat or whether it's just from regular wear and tear. They're not saying anything right now. A man known for running around Bush Stadium in red clothes and red face paint is arrested in connection with the January 6th riot. 43-year-old Daniel Joseph Donnelly is accused of being there on January 6th, being in the Capitol building, one felony obstructing a law enforcement officer. Put it all together, he could face five years or more in prison if convicted. In St. Louis, he has been known for running around Bush Stadium to help the Cardinals win the rally runner, but he walked into court uh, looking like a humbled man. His ankles were shackled together, and he had on handcuffs linked to a chain around his waist. At the federal courthouse, Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. Security preparations are underway in D.C., where former President Trump is set to appear in federal court tomorrow. KMOX political analyst John Hancock on the Justice Department's latest indictment. This one really kind of depends on whether Trump's defense that he was acting on the belief that he won the election and that he was the actions he was were taking was on advice of counsel whether that defense will stand up to the facts. So the facts are pretty damning. Hancock says there is a 98% likelihood that Trump is the Republican nominee for president. If there are more victims of an alleged child predator who, according to police, sexually assaulted a six-year-old boy in St. Louis Hills, St. Louis police want to talk with them. There was a second incident where another child, a 12-year-old, was allegedly approached by Osmani Haji Ghul, but that boy ran. Acting 2nd District Police Captain Lieutenant Dan Zach says sex offense cases are difficult. Uh, those types of offenses, some people are, are uncomfortable in coming forward. So our detectives in the sex crime unit are very professional in taking those statements and getting forensic interviews set up. So uh, if they're out there, we hope to find them. If you have any information about other victims, call St. Louis Police. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. Illinois lawmakers are trying to get ahead of artificial intelligence and deep fakes. State Senator May Edley Allen authored the bill 
in May that allows victims of falsified images, videos, and recordings to sue their abusers. These digitally manipulated photos and videos are used not just to discredit people on the internet, but to threaten and silence. The newly signed legislation goes into effect in January. St. Louis's fourth largest brewery could be yours. According to the owner, the best thing that could happen for O'Fallon Brewery is to find someone to buy their operations and the building. The Maryland Heights-based beer maker is working its way through Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Its building has been for sale for a year and a half. O'Fallon's finances never recovered from pre-pandemic levels. While the brewery's president tells the Business Journal they've been entertaining offers, nothing is final yet. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. The KMOX business desk, the future of electric vehicles is bright, but not necessarily for parts makers in the St. Louis area. Up until the 1970s, St. Louis was the world's second largest car producing city. KMOX business analyst Jerome Katz of St. Louis University says there are still dozens of companies in the region that make parts for cars. If we're moving people from gasoline cars to electric vehicles, how do we help those manufacturing businesses that are largely owned by families, small businesses? Katz points out the U.S. Department of Energy recently announced a $2 billion grant program to help manufacturers switch to EV, but adds there are no state programs on the books right now. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Well, as we continue on KMOX, it's the annual back-to-school sales tax holiday this weekend. And for the first time, there is no checking the map to see if the city you're shopping in is participating or not. It's a holiday across the board. And the state senator who sponsored the bill to make that happen, Senator Andrew Koenig, is with us. Thanks for joining us, Senator. Yeah, thank you for having me. So why was it important to, uh, to get this done, to make this a, a blanket policy? Yeah, I think this is important because um, we wanted to, a sales tax code that was simple easy for consumers and businesses to comply with, and it didn't make sense. We literally have hundreds of taxing jurisdictions across this state, and uh, consumers and businesses were confused, and so it made sense to join them to make it. If we're going to have a sales tax holiday, it needs to apply to all the taxing jurisdictions so that way consumers know um, the discount that they're going to get. So that way when they go to buy um, school supplies, they know that there's not going to be a sales tax on that. Yeah, you mentioned this. I, I can imagine it was confusing for parents to track this, but also businesses have to know what to charge their customers too. Yeah, there was a, there was it could actually pull us out of compliance with the Supreme Court Wayfair decision, and so that's kind of the ammunition I used to help get it passed and, and make it apply universally to all the taxing d- districts. Now, sales taxes can be a major source of revenue for municipalities and for counties. Did you uh, hear from any cities or counties who uh, were in protest of this? Um, I mean, I, I was in negotiations with them, and uh, they did agree that it was complex and that this change did make sense. Now, you mentioned the Wayfair uh, decision. That has to do with uh, the collection of online sales taxes. Uh, can you kind of put this into, into context? What does this change uh, mean for that in Missouri? Yeah, so um, there was a change in the Supreme Court that would allow, uh, that would, um, when you go make online purchases, that the sales tax would be collected now. For most retailers, that was already happening um, because if they have Nexus or some a physical location in the state, they would have to be doing that anyway. But it set up um, a process which would make it much easier for businesses to comply with the law. And so uh, moving forward, when it comes to online sales taxes, uh, what, what kind of is the, the policy, I guess, in the state? Um, so it, it, a city would have to go actively pass that tax in order to collect it. So it's not something that's automatic. You have to have a use tax already. 
um, but um, the state portion would be collected. Okay. Uh, and in terms of the, the sales tax holiday, uh, for people who go to the store, it's not every store, everything on the shelves that is exempt. Uh, what are some of the, the items or the categories that are included? Yeah, so it's uh, any kind of school supplies. Um, so there was actually um, some computers that were added to that um, a few years back. So you go buy pencils, papers, folders, um, you know, it will all be sales tax exempt. And what have you heard from uh, from parents, from families about how important this this uh, sales tax reprieve is for them? Especially, you get those lists; they could be long. Some of those items could be pretty expensive. Uh, do a lot of people take advantage of this? And, and how important it is is it for families? Yeah, I think it's, especially with this high inflation um, that we've seen the last couple of years, um, this will this will make it um, buying those school supplies a lot cheaper. Um, you know, knocking off that that city portion, which can be as high as five, six percent. So I think this is a good boost to consumers who are um, getting ready to send their kids back to school, uh, make those supplies a little bit cheaper. And something I, I didn't realize uh, in the spring, there's another sales tax holiday for appliances. That's correct. Yeah, that's for uh, appliances that are um, considered green. Um, and so it would also apply to that. Um, one thing we did when we passed the bill is if we're going to have a sales tax holiday, it's going to ha- has to apply to every taxing jurisdiction to make it simpler for business businesses and consumers to understand what the law says. Well, school supplies, clothes, all that sort of thing from 1201 on Friday till midnight on Sunday. Sales tax holiday across the board in the state of Missouri. State Senator Andrew Koenig, thank you so much for joining us and explaining it all to us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe, stay up to date on your schedule. Just find St. Louis All Local on your podcast app.